And we are live today with episode 16 of Living the Guide Life with Toby Brolin of Cadillac Creek Outfitters down in Texas. And we dig into a bunch of good stuff, guys, how they are able to do what they do, how it all started up and killing cranes, lessers, a little bit of ducks and um, anything you can imagine. It's a quite the dream to be down there and to be able to go hunt with those guys so i hope you enjoy it hello this is chance pratt with living the guide life and we're here with toby brolin owner of cadillac creek outfitters down in texas shooting cranes massive amounts of ducks geese everything there is down to hunt waterfall and these guys are the real deal they make it so much fun and the amount of work they put in is incredible so how are we doing today toby yeah i'm good i am good just cruising down the highway and uh it just gives me something to do rather than uh, talk to myself so we're good <laughs> sounds like a plan how hot is it down there right now Oh man, it's been uh, it's been miserable the last few weeks. Uh, over a hundred every day. So. Oh my God. Uh, it's a little cooler today. We're expecting some rain, which I'm I'm uh, super stoked about. We need all of it we can get, but yeah, that's pretty typical, man. It's uh, it it seems like every year we always kind of start freaking out about the rainfall and the lack thereof, and then uh, usually about October it seems like that's when we kind of start really getting our. Uh, getting our rain but yeah right now it's just been hot so any rain we're getting it uh it it sucks it right up oh i can imagine i i don't know how you guys do it down there in that heat i i can't <laughs> it's like it gets hot up here like last week it was pretty hot and it was like 92 yeah yeah and um, it's uh something i don't think you get used to or i, I don't anyway <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a i'm a winner man that's for sure yeah yeah, I'd, I'd way rather be in the cold. That's why I like Minnesota and all all the states up here, I guess. But I sure. yeah, it's it's fun. Um, when do you guys start your hunting down there? So this year we will start. Uh, we've got our first hunt on October 31st. Okay. And uh, we'll start cranes then uh, and run solid through. I'm working on booking that second week of february uh typically we'd be running up to arkansas and chasing snows but okay. this year they gave us an extra week on geese so uh kind of the way i'm looking at those dates is if if we book them great if not that's well, that, that's one one week that we can go and play around in arkansas yeah oh absolutely yeah i saw you guys got a new uh side by side and some some around those lines yeah up? so last year man we uh just it seems like every year we hunt trucks are getting tore up yeah. uh trailers you're losing fenders it's a muddy mess <laughs> um last year more than more than ever we uh we had to use rangers all the time and uh yeah just kind of started thinking and looking around and i'd seen a uh can't even remember what they call those trailers like the combo half and half open and enclosed yeah i'd seen a picture once so i started hunting i was like man that would be that would be perfect started hunting and it was a pain to track that thing down <laughs> ended up having to having to have it built for us but oh wow uh, man I'm, I'm hopeful i think that it's going to be a great 
now now with the uh silhouettes and stuff it doesn't take up near as much room in a trailer yeah uh and the ranger there if we need it is great and it also keeps us from having to uh some sometimes you know some of these farmers they don't want you driving in and uh yeah so keeps us from having to pull two trailers um and keeps us from having to carry a bunch of decoys yeah that's real nice that's really so, nice to have. Pretty, uh, pretty stoked about it. Hopefully, it works out. Uh, if it works out like supposed to, I think we'll enjoy it. Oh, I can imagine. How muddy do the fields get down there? Are they pretty bad? Uh, depending on time man, of year. Depending on the time of the year. Uh, see, we we don't get a whole lot of snow. Uh, yeah. And as it gets colder, you know, things start freezing up, and typically, typically, we're able to drive out in the fields. Uh, last year, we got some got some pretty good little showers during the season and yeah uh it pretty much limits you to hunting off of county road i mean off of pavement mm-hmm. uh that that can be quite the quite the pain so we just figured it was time to put another tool in the toolbox and uh yeah. be able to get into places if we need to you know oh i hear you yeah up, up here it gets pretty muddy um once they start tilling all the fields up and then <laughs> You got to wait till about late November, and then, then it gets real nice because all the ground's frozen and everything like that. But sure, yeah. Like my guys, in, uh, the guys in Arkansas, uh, and they've got to use strangers and four wheelers every day. It's that's a whole different level of mud there. Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've seen some stuff out there, and I'm like, that's yeah. you definitely need a ranger for that. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> like you're not yeah. taking a truck in there. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's that's exactly right yeah so how did uh this get all started so at cadillac creek or yeah cadillac creek like how did you get into uh, it and all that kind of stuff man, i grew up in a in a hunting family uh, my granddad hunted my dad hunted uh it's something that i was always around but i lost my granddad early and when he passed you know you you hear this and see it all the time when he when he passed away the land connections kind of passed away with him yeah uh so then my dad he was a he was a working man it was hunting was a definitely something we like to do but he worked nonstop, and so it was truthfully it was a, a big deal if we were able to sneak away and go on a couple of uh dove hunts mm-hmm. uh, each year you know it was just we didn't get to do it as often as as what we'd like yeah Uh, but it was always a treat when we did um then i was i was big into music that's all i did for gosh the better part of my life i started playing when i was i think they got me my first guitar when i was six started doing lessons um rode the rode the music train for a long time toured all over the country that's uh, awesome that was that was going to be my going to be my life you know yeah um, 2007 i graduated high school um ran off to virginia beach it was kind of the center point of the east coast and my band would go up and down the east coast and play play shows and you yeah. know four four young guys out of high school and you weren't making weren't making a lot of money but it didn't take a lot of money you know yeah. we, we were happy we were living the, living the rock and roll life yeah. and uh, uh did that for a little while and decided that maybe maybe mom and dad were right and it was time to go and get an education so i moved back home or to lubbock which is a couple of hours away from amarillo but okay. moved back home and uh 
started going to school for music, uh, which didn't take me long to figure out that that was uh, that was that was probably not the. I wasn't getting a business degree. We'll put it that way. You know, no, yeah. no offense to people with music degrees. It was just, it didn't make sense for me to leave, leave the road life, uh, where I was making a living comfortably, you know, yeah. didn't make a lot of sense to leave that, uh, to go get a diploma that says, I know how to make a living doing music. You know, it just didn't, didn't make a lot of sense, but, yeah. uh, anyhow, I'm going to school. My, uh, my dad ended up passing away out of nowhere and uh, came back home to Amarillo, uh, finished out the semester I was in, came back home, and I had every intention on moving back to the East Coast. Uh, I I always loved Tennessee. I was planning to go either Nashville or Knoxville, somewhere like that, and uh, came back home and realized pretty quick that my mom and my sister and my nieces, the family, needed me. my dad was kind of the rock and mm-hmm. uh, figured out pretty quick that I needed to be here and uh, started working, uh, just kind of came an every guy, everyday guy. Uh, but when, when we, uh, when my dad passed, I didn't want to do, didn't want to just bury him, wanted to do something cool with, with some ashes. So uh, my cousin and I, Eric Guggenheim, I'm He's he's a, a name in the waterfowl industry also. Yeah. Um, he's he's about gosh I think he's probably 10, 10, 12 years older than me. So we didn't get to hunt a lot together growing up, but he was already kind of into the waterfowl scene. So called him up. It's uh, like hey man I want to do something cool. We booked a trip to Canada to, to take my dad's ashes. Oh cool. Um, went up there and uh spread his ashes on a few haunts and the the fire just relit man i mean it was just i don't know that the, the the fire was lit uh yeah. came back home really didn't know a whole lot of whole lot of people i'd been kind of out of the out of the area for years and uh caught up with some guys that were were waterfowl hunters in amarillo and they kind of gave me a Gave me a chance, looked past my dreadlocks and tattoos and <laughs> crazy rock rock and roll appearance and uh, kind of took me under their wing and uh, started hunting with them. Uh, and it was just, you know, it was just something to do on the weekends. But it, I did that for, gosh, I don't know, a couple of years, few years with, with those guys and uh, ended up working for working for the this this other guy. And uh, one thing led to the other. And I knew if I didn't start, if I didn't start a, a waterfowl business on a major level, yeah. um, that somebody was going to come in behind me. Um, we filmed with with RNT a couple of times, and just okay. when you put that, put the hunts that we were having out on a national level, uh, it was kind of it was kind of a secret secret little honey hole for so long, and. Yeah. You know, I don't regret, I don't regret hunting on those TV shows, but it just, it kind of put, put everything on the map. If, if you'd hunted in Texas, you knew, you knew what we had to offer. But at that point it was, you know, we're putting it out there. This is what we're capable of. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I knew that if I didn't ride that train, somebody was going to be in here behind me. Uh, and last thing I wanted to do was lose a, lose land again in my own backyard. So, yeah. um, uh, I 
just kind of decided, you know what, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. And uh, I, to be perfectly honest, you know, I always knew the potential of of the waterfowl in in this area, uh, but it still, I mean, it, it baffles me. It blows my mind the amount of people that come to hunt with us uh, and every year, you know, it just, it grows more and more and more bigger and bigger. And, uh, you know, to go from hunting on the weekends to two or three days a week to, you know, now we're five days a week. And then next thing you know, we're, we're booked solid with a waiting list. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, we're, we're extremely blessed, man, but that's, that's kind of where it started. Um, Like I said, I, I, I've hunted my whole life. Uh, there's always just been something about waterfowl, turkey hunting. I also love just talking, talking to animals with a call. I guess that's, that's my thing. Yeah. Uh, but really when it all kind of, all kind of started again for me, it was 2009. So not, not that long ago, truthfully. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. That's, that's awesome. Thanks, man. Just definitely blessed. We don't uh, we don't take it for granted. That's for sure. Yeah, I uh, I'd even know Texas was like, I knew they shot like pintails and stuff like that until like really sure. I saw you guys, and then I was like, geez, that's a lot of a lot of killing going down there. Yeah, and like I said, man, it was for a long time. It was just kind of a a bit of a well kept secret, and yeah. you know I. I take full, full responsibility for, you know, the, the internet scouters as I call them. But the thing is, man, when you're, when you're starting a business, uh, if you're not posting, if you're not posting pile pics, if you're not posting videos, if you're not doing things to market yourself and get out there, you're never going to be anything other than somebody hunting on the weekends. And, uh, you know, it's, it's quite the expensive, uh, quite the expensive hobby you know so it, uh, it, it was definitely taking a little more than what the weekends were providing to, to break even and convince my wife that uh well, i'm making i'm making money you know yeah. <laughs> you know so it just uh it took took a little took a little while but we got we got where we needed to be yeah and now you guys are out in arkansas what was that just the year that this year that you guys um teamed yeah, up yeah so yes we we uh Went and hunted specs. I actually, my buddy Ray in in Arkansas, he had uh, hit me up and, gosh, I guess it was on Facebook Messenger or something like that. Yeah. At the time, I was getting a whole lot of uh, flack from my Louis Vuitton shotgun. He hit me <laughs> up and was like, dude, I think it's, think it's awesome, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Excuse me. And so we just kind of started chatting a little bit. And, uh, you know, man, you see, you get messages from people all the time. Everybody wants you to come hunting. Let's trade out. Let's do this. And, yeah. You know, it's and and the truth be told, there are a lot of there are a lot of people out there that are that are legit. But I've also been on plenty of hunts uh, that were supposed to be lights out and do a trade out deal and just go and get burned. Yeah. Uh, so to be completely honest, that's kind of my my guard was up a little bit. But mm-hmm. anyway, we started messaging me. Hey, man, I like your style. Uh, if you ever want to come and shoot some specs in Arkansas? Uh, love to have you come on down. Yeah. So we're just kind of talking and just chatting through the through the off season, and uh, my my lung ended up giving out on me, so I wasn't <laughs> able. I that was a whole different story, but I'm, I'm good now. But 
Anyway, yeah. my, my lung gave out on me Oof. last uh, July, just completely collapsed. Oh my and, God. And uh, I, so I wasn't able to get on an airplane. Like, usually I love to go and fly and travel, go to different places in September. Yeah. Uh, that's just early season. That's about the only time that we can get away and go go hunt. So it's, it's a time for us to go knock our cobwebs off. And this year I wasn't going to be able to, to get on a plane. So I was like, you know what, man, I'm going to, I'm going to take you up. I'm going to come and shoot some specs in the early season with you guys. Uh, and y'all come down here and shoot cranes. Yeah. And, uh, man, just sometimes when you, when you get around the right people, good people recognize good people. And it was just that kind of relationship. They're just good, solid guys. Uh, been around a lot of hunters, been around spec hunters and, uh, they just, there was something about them. You know what I mean? They just, yeah. they fit, they fit, they fit the mold. They, yep. they were like me, uh, had a great time with them. Then they came back and hunted cranes here, came back later in the year and hunted, uh, lessers with us, uh, just in their, in their splits, they would sneak up here. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, over the year we, we kind of became friends. Um, Ryan Barton, was actually he lives in memphis and he was actually up here on a, the very first crane hunt and so they all met each other and like oh man i'm i'm 45 minutes away from you guys hunt and so they huh. all started hunting together so that that little the arkansas trio started here on a crane hunt last year oh uh, wow and like i said we just kind of kept in touch throughout the throughout the season and uh we went uh Arkansas to do that world snow goose competition for Max or whatever. Yeah, uh, we were all on a team together with with the other guys up in Arkansas, and uh, had a good time for a couple of days. And they were just talking about possibly starting up a guide service. And uh, at the time, I was like, you know, hey, that's that's cool, man. You guys, gosh, you had a great year, ninety nine point nine four whatever percent <laughs> success rate. Like it doesn't get much better, you know. Yeah. You obviously know what you're doing, and that's not. It's not like they just had one good year. This is that's what they do. Yeah. Uh, so credibility is there. Uh, it's like, man, that's awesome. Y'all are y'all are gonna kill it. Yeah. Well, over the next couple of days, start will start turning. Me and Jake are talking. Me and Barton are talking. And one thing led to the other. We end up just kind of putting it out there, like, look, uh, you know, I'm let's let's cut the cut the groundwork out for you guys and just kind of slap a name on it yeah uh, you know in my in my opinion it takes once an outfitter it takes you know two three four years to kind of get the ball rolling uh so we were able to put a name out there kind of put the credibility behind them yeah and expand expand the the brand in arkansas uh, and man it was just it the more we talked the more it made sense um the guys are complete they're killers uh i i would not just find anybody or trust anybody yeah. to <laughs> carry on that carry on the brand or what you know it's my baby yeah. it's something that i hold hold dear to my heart obviously exactly but, um i also think that sometimes sometimes uh there's no no other explanation than just a god thing you know and yeah. i think that's what this was it it made sense. Um, they're, they're, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do this year. I know that they're going to. Uh, I know that they're going to show out. They, 
I know what they're capable of, but uh, I'm excited for for the rest of the rest of the world to see what they're capable of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, 100. percent That'll be that'll be really cool to have um, you guys on their back, like, or I yeah, mean, man, to like I, have have your name behind them, because that's a big that's sure. a big thing. Like to have a credible source saying that these guys can do what they can do. That's gonna. I'll tell you, like our first Cadillac Creek's first year. Uh, I was looking back the other day, just kind of going down memory lane, and yeah. our first year we ran it was either 10, 10 or sixteen hunts is all we ran, and you know for for our first year I was excited. I was like, man, you know we can't ask for much more than that. Yeah, and then. You know, the next year you bump up just a little bit, and then by year three, four, the bottom fell out. Um, so that's that was kind of the idea. I was like, man, I, if I can help you guys and myself by expanding and getting my brand in another area, yeah, uh, man, it just it makes sense. And it's uh, we, we've we've uh, already accomplished already accomplished plenty man i'm i'm extremely happy for those guys they're uh they're booking a lot of hunts um just super excited to see what the future holds in in both places yeah oh absolutely and then i heard you guys got uh lodge kind of in the making me and jake talked about it a little bit but yeah so we've uh got got everything done paperwork's done the plans are done uh got the land the this whole corona thing man it's just been a, a long year of the unknown yeah <laughs> uh, as soon as february it, you know this is the first year that i that i've been in a situation where uh, i didn't have to go back to work i was able to kind of hang it up and just focus 100 percent on cadillac creek that's awesome uh, so february hit and i'm like all right man let's uh soon as we got back from the from arkansas actually uh I'm gung-ho, like, all right, man, we're going to go, and we're getting, getting the lodge built, we're getting plans done, we're, we're doing this, and just pushing extremely hard, trying to get everything done, and then, boom, March hits, corona. Yeah. So, now you can't you can't get into a bank if you wanted to, uh, you know, we're still, excuse me, we're still pushing hard, trying to get everything done, but, man, everything's via email, it mm-hmm. was just a long, drawn-out process but we got it all done and then uh, you know it just it took longer than any of us would have anticipated and I can't tell you that the whole time you know just not not knowing what the future held especially when we got into turkey season and yeah. I, I got turkey hunts for uh, for another outfitter okay. and we ended up losing out on all of our turkey hunts people just there were travel bans people couldn't get here yeah uh, so missed out on basically an entire turkey season and it stung but you know that just kind of put that wow what uh, what's the future hold then mm-hmm. they start talking about the second wave which is where we're at now yeah uh, and this whole time I'm kind of on a teeter-totter like man do I do I go for it do I push pause do I go for it and the more that time drug by and uh, you know we're booking hunts without a lodge it's like you know what man it just makes more sense to push pause make sure that that our season's gonna go the way that we anticipate uh, people can get here people can hunt yeah and then you know it may be mid-season when i go and sign the dotted line and, and get started 
but the last thing I wanted to do was start this big expensive project, mm-hmm. uh, spend my life savings and, uh, <laughs> yeah. get, get everything finished. And then now the bank wants you to start paying them back. And the, there's a possibility of not, not having the income that we're, that we're anticipating. So we just, wife and I just decided it was probably the smartest thing to just kind of push pause, uh, at least until we get into November, December, see what happens with the season and then, and then go for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's probably a smart play for you guys. I mean, it's a, it was a hard decision, man. You know, I'm I'm still bummed about it, but I mean, I, I don't want us to, I don't want to put it, put ourselves in a bad situation either. Yeah. Don't want to run yourself too deep into it and then kind of have your season cut, cut in half or whatever it is. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. Oh, I agree with you on that. Um, but yeah, how many guys do you have guiding down there in Texas? Uh, in Texas, let's see. I'll have to take off my shoes and count right quick. It, <laughs> it, it, we, we stepped up a lot this year. Uh, let's see. I've got me, Jake, Chance, Nick, Colt, Zach. Uh, there's, there's six of us that will be down here in Texas. Okay. And then Arkansas... Arkansas, there's uh, there's three guys there full time, and then we've got uh, like another guy that's running running duck hunts with uh, with Ryan. So oh, fair there'll enough. be there'll be ten or, ten or eleven of us, and I've got a couple of scouts here as well. So, uh, but man, like when we this year when we realized how fast we were booking, we opened our books on a Thursday morning at eight o'clock. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get away from my computer until, I mean, it was just like nonstop sending emails, <laughs> answering phone calls. Uh, the following Friday, that Friday evening at eight o'clock, I sat back and I was just blown away, looked at my calendar, started counting how many people had booked. And, and we're talking, I mean, booking, sending deposits, they are booked. Yeah. And it was <laughs> over 640 something, you know, in, in just that amount of time. And uh, this was before Corona hit, so it was. We just got lucky, and yeah. I, I don't think there's a lot of people out there, a lot of outfitters, and even friends of mine that I really don't think they believed us. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, we were just we were slammed. So we ended up. I called uh, Cole Roth up in up in Ohio. Uh, He's he comes and hunts with us, and he helped us out for a few weeks last year. It's like, hey man, uh, what's your schedule look like? And so he was able to kind of move some stuff around. He'll be here for a full month. Nice. Uh, Zach Gassy in uh, Louisiana. He just went out on his own with his. Uh, he's got a heating and air business. He went out out on his own, so he's able to make his own schedule. So he'll be here full time. So awesome. it it just gave us the opportunity to run two groups more than more than we ever have before. You know, last year we were running two groups most weekends. Yeah. Uh, this year there'll be a lot more of, uh, of double groups, which it's, it's double the work, but you know, we're, we're blessed with the abundance of birds and a, and a wide enough area, uh, that I think, I think we'll, we'll pull it off and, uh, give people give people the same experience oh absolutely yeah that'll be that'll be a good time then because yeah how many guys (laughs) how many guys do you have hunt with you on like per hunt how many um clients do you have 
Uh, man, so last year we kept seeing, I'm, I'm sure you saw the big, oh, big, yeah. huge groups. Oh, yeah. uh, that's not, that's not what we would consider normal. Like, okay. trust me, I would, I would rather not put 20 people in a field, but you know, <laughs> there were, there were times last year where we'd have this humongous feed yeah. and we'd have two groups of eight or two groups of 10 and be like, you know what guys, let's, let's go and, and just all hunt together and uh and it makes makes the hunt last a little longer and, and everybody was cool with it everybody wants to go out and shoot 100 birds yeah i think our best hunt last year was 147 birds in a morning or something oh my jake's, god jake's a lot better with with remembering the exact numbers <laughs> than i am but so i would say our average group um it's eight guys to to book a private hunt okay um uh, but average group size, I would say, is typically between twelve to fifteen. And okay. uh, once we get to once we get to twenty, like we've got some guys that they come down here just because they want to bring twenty guys and they want to try to kill hundred birds. And dude, I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm up for the challenge. <laughs> I, I love I love killing big pile. And uh, but you know that's not that's not every day and I, I try to make sure that people know that because I, a lot of people it turns them off and they see those big groups they're like oh my gosh how can that be safe and yeah and when we're running when we're running big groups like that uh, there's it's all hands on deck man there's there's three to four guides out there uh and you know safety's first and foremost but it's not it's not an everyday thing and um, also try not to do those huge groups unless we know the guys, you know, it, yeah. I'm not gonna, not gonna go and take somebody, a, a first time hunter and put them on a, put them on a hunt with 20 guys. It's just not, it's not going to end well. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hear you. Yeah. Cause I was, I was looking at all those guys. I'm like, wow, that's, that's impressive. Yeah. No, we, we did last year, man. We had think the most guys we ran including guides i think it was like 27 guys and it was it was like one of those one of those days where you just didn't have a whole hell of a lot of options and it's like you know what we've got one big feed we're gonna make the best of it yeah and uh man it just it ended up being a a, a barn burner and and that's something else too man with with these lessers like if you get if you got five guys laying out in a field and a volley of we'll say a volley of 100 birds comes in yeah now there's five guys laying out they're gonna hopefully they'll kill five birds maybe one guy doubles up they get six or seven birds right yeah so you take that same volley of 100 birds and now you've got 10 or 15 guys that come in they're gonna shoot 10 birds 15 birds out of the same volley so the okay. big group thing i mean it really if if you think about it like that you know we're not hunting honkers where they're coming in in groups of six yeah we're we got 20 guys and you're still watching 100 birds or 200 birds leave you know what i mean so yeah. it's just the more more guys the more uh, more birds are falling but uh typically speaking there's no shortage yeah oh i hear you. yeah that's that's way different than hunting big honkers because when we hunt big honkers up here i mean it's like the average is 10 birds, 12 birds come into the spread at once. Sure. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe more, maybe 20, 25. Like, right. And, yep. And, and you hopefully you got some good buddies and kill yeah. every one of them. No, and that's, 
that's my thing, man. I love to go early season honker hunting. I, I just, and, and it's partly because it's a, a change of change of scenery. But yeah. there's something about that, you know. You get smaller groups, and you know when you when you kill every bird in a volley, it's just it's like, man, that's awesome, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. Oh yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's it's a different different way of hunting compared to you guys. I mean. Amount, sure absolutely amount of birds down there and then all that kind of stuff and you guys just lay in the fields don't you like you don't run layouts yeah or, so we typically we're running uh like on our goose hunts and it all depends on the depends on the field yeah uh, we've got like our fields over here we don't we're not fortunate enough to have edges or fence rows a lot of times to hide now Sometimes we do, and we'll take advantage of it when we do. But yeah. uh, like, man, I've got I've got a place leased that it's a four mile. It's one farmer, and it, there's no fence other than the outside perimeter. A four mile section of the same crop, and it's got a couple of little water holes, so it's always got birds. But there's there's no way of pulling them to the side you know what i mean yeah. so we got to get out there and get where they want to be yeah um and that's that's pretty common for us so most most of the time yeah we're laying out in the decoys out in the middle of the field um if we get the opportunity we may do an a-frame on on the edge or okay. uh we've hunted we've hunted a-frames out in the middle it, it works yeah uh, it's just i don't know man i think all of my guys would kind of all agree it's just the, the experience of having birds landing right beside you yeah it, it, I'll, I'll take it any day yeah yeah i hear you on that um i find it cool that you guys just lay out in the fields like that because up here we don't do that i mean it's either a frames like you said in the middle of the field or on like a irrigation um post or, or yeah something like that or we'll get like cornfields where you can throw layouts in but it's never right. like we're laying down in the field under decoys or anything like that yeah and you know man the the thing here that it's different i guess is we don't have a whole lot of cover yeah uh, it's it's rare for us even even in cornfields you know and it, it happens but it's rare for us to have tall enough grass to brush in blinds mm-hmm. uh we hunt a lot of wheat fields and, and a lot of times, you know, we'll be out in the field and you show up and there's been, you know, 15, 20,000 geese in there. Uh, you're hunting a dirt, you know, you're hunting <laughs> a dirt field. There's nothing in there. Yeah. Uh, so we don't have a whole lot of options as far as hiding goes. So, uh, just make the best of it. And, uh, that's when, that's when a ton of decoys come in handy. Oh yeah. I can imagine. Like, I've seen your guys' spreads and they're crazy. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you start doing that every day of the week, and uh, you're like, "All right, make it." You're looking for ways to cut corners, and it just doesn't happen. You just gotta yeah. get out there and do it. And and by the end of the season, we got everybody's got their job. I'm doing this, and yep. it just becomes a a routine. You you know what everybody's doing, and uh, man, we can set a huge spread and. I don't know, man. Maybe 30, 45 minutes, and Jeez. that's that's about that's about all it takes us. Yeah, and I saw like the dive bomb, those tall, uh, tall the socks. S5s. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine those are pretty badass to lay under. 
Man, they they were an absolute game changer for us. Uh, you know, we've we've done the hiding in socks thing for for years. Yeah. Uh, and there there are other companies out there that have got taller socks, but um, in my to, to my knowledge, um, they were the first ones that came out with a sock designed to be tall enough to get under. Yeah. Um, and and we took full advantage of it. I know. Uh, another one of my friends got a guide service and they used to order um, I think it was Silasoc but they would order them with their crane stakes and oh. they, you know be able to get get the socks up tall enough to cover guys and so it's not it's not new technology I guess just yeah. kind of like the A-frames you know it's not it's nothing new we didn't reinvent the wheel yeah. but uh, just marketed and man for us it, it, it was an absolute an absolute game changer yeah and do you guys do you guys get a lot of uh snows down there or is it mainly like lessers we do um but it, it's it's kind of one of those a week long two week long window okay um, and it and it's random i i couldn't tell you i can tell you about when they're gonna start to show up yeah but it's one of those things man where next thing you know you got you got a field that's holding 50 60 thousand snows and that's all there is <laughs> yeah. but you know three days later they're gone so it's just it's a little more sporadic here uh there are guys in the in in our area that that chase snows and they stay on top of them and, and they do well yeah uh, that's just not that's not our not our game not our cup of tea uh, yeah. it i think it, it once once you're able to run uh, e-collars and take all the dark decoys out of the spread uh, it, it's a, it's a lot different. Like we had a hunt, I think it was last year, the year before last. It uh, it was later in the season, and birds weren't really stale, but we had a feed that had a whole lot of snows. And typically, that's that's you're pretty much just asking for a, a bad day. Those snows are uh, <laughs> yeah. they, they're gonna they're either going to do it or they're not. And yeah. uh, more times than not, <laughs> it's the latter of the two. And yeah. <laughs> so that was that was our best option best feed and it was a lot of birds it was just a whole lot of white yeah um, so we went and we were like you know what man we're just gonna set we're not gonna set any dark decoy not one we set solid white and oh, wow. uh just i mean had a had a great hunt so i think i think uh the guys that are around us you know that stay on the snow that's just that's what that's what they do they set huge snow spreads and uh Later in the later in the year, e collars and uh, they're around. It's just not not something that in my area I'm I'm willing to uh, try to advertise or, or guarantee people on. If that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, I hear you. Because where do all those birds go down and sit for like the rest of the year? Is that down in like Mexico? All those snows that come through you guys? I assume so. So when we uh, when we get our snows here. Uh, we start seeing them on the reverse when they're pushing back. Uh, oh, okay. Like we we'll see typically anyway, and, and every year they make they make an ass or, uh, make an ass out of me and a liar out of me. But <laughs> typically, typically speaking, our our push goes at such like early November. You'll see that's that's when we get our our cranes. First geese yeah. we see our specs. Uh, then around Thanksgiving we start seeing our our. Uh, regular our, our lesser starts showing up um, then you know ducks and geese are here through December and January but when we really start seeing our snows is later in the year like 
January, uh, towards the end of January, when things are kind of starting to make that reverse. Yeah. That's that's how I feel anyway. Okay. Okay. So it's not them pushing down; it's them coming back up. Yes, in my in in my opinion, I'm sure there's somebody smarter than me that will prove me wrong, but. Uh, <laughs> That's just, and the reason I say that is because about the same time we start killing a bunch of snows, uh, is when we're starting to kill random, random ducks. Like, uh, you know, you'll be in a field and you'll see, oh, there's a, there's a blue wing. Oh, there's a wood duck in the middle of a cornfield. Just random. <laughs> uh, gosh, we killed a canvas back last year in the middle of a field. So really? <laughs> you're starting to see just random, random birds pushing back. Uh, and that's, that's where I, uh, that's where I make the assumption with the snow geese. And like I said, man, I'm not a, I'm not a snow goose hunter by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Uh, we kill our fair share of them, but I definitely feel like we start to see ours when they're pushing back. Yeah. Fair enough. And how are the specs down there? How is the spec population? Man, they're, uh, if you get about four hours, uh, four hours South of us, uh, they they kill the hell out of them yeah. we've got specs i mean they're always around if i've got a client that's just gung-ho for a spec i can i can typically seal the deal yeah uh, but it's not it's and, and once it's not again, what you, you know, come it's for all, it's no i mean lessers are our, that's that's kind of what what people are here for but yeah we definitely have specs mixed in uh, it's i'd say on average you know you can you can expect to kill two or three each hunt and okay. then there there are times that you know stars align and and there's wow there's a lot of specs in here today yeah uh, we take full we take full advantage <laughs> when that happens but uh no man our our biggest thing is just the the little lessers yeah and a ton of them yeah that's that's sweet and do they do they rest the year like around you guys or do they go south even more uh, no, I mean, they, they'll go south, but um, we pretty much, I feel like we kind of stay on fresh birds uh, most most of the season. And that, I feel like uh, like they go down to the guys in Lubbock. Uh, okay. They'll, we'll, we'll, push them, we'll push them back and forth, man. I've got buddies down there, and we'll, we'll call each other. Hey, where, y'all have my birds? Yeah, yeah, we got them last night. And it's just kind of, I feel like they stay in the... I would still consider that the Panhandle, like the West Texas area. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, definitely they go they go further than that. But uh, we we typically have a good number of fresh birds all the time, whether they're coming or going. Yeah. Well, that's good then. Don't have to. I mean, I could always. I I don't want to don't want to uh sound sound cocky we'd always we'd always use more i i won't i won't turn down the new birds yeah (laughs) send the still ones to somebody else send them them south and let those guys play with them yeah oh i hear you yeah we up here too that's kind of the same deal we don't have um as many birds but they they don't really ever get stale because they're always moving with the cold weather i mean once you get go ahead i'm sorry uh, I was gonna say once it gets like real late, then they'll stay for a long yeah. time. Like once it gets end of December, then they'll you'll be shooting the same birds for a week. But yeah, I don't know. It's never never an issue with stale birds up here usually. Yeah, and I think we try like hell to cover a lot of a lot of ground. Yeah, uh, you know we've got we've got our our honey holes, you know, and yeah, 
kind of our go-tos. But, uh, man, you just – I think that's the name of the game. It doesn't matter where you're at. You got to cover ground, and yep. uh, if you if you're hunting the same birds, they're gonna get they're gonna get stale, and it's yeah. gonna happen. You know, you're it, if you're doing this every day of the week, you're gonna odds are you're gonna shoot into the same group of birds a couple, if not three times a week. And yeah. <laughs> so so you gotta you gotta be willing to get outside your comfort level too, and that's uh, that's something that that a lot of guys get hung up on, man, and that's. That's just you got to have uh, got to have a good team and uh, you know not be not be afraid to try something different because every day, man, every day is a learning experience. It yeah. doesn't matter how long you do this, you've got to be willing to learn and uh, leave your ego in the truck because you know <laughs> the, you're, you're hunting a bird that's gonna make an ass how asshole out of you whether <laughs> whether whether you kill a limit or not. And that's what I tell the guys, man. It, we can have a great hunt. Well, you can have a great hunt and like chance man he, he's he's my uh, right hand man and we'll always we give each other hell every day but you know i'll be back in the truck and yeah and be like man what's, what's wrong with you like nothing man i just it's like we just killed you know 60 70 birds what's, what's the matter with you and it's just you when you can have a, a, a hunt where you're killing 60 70 birds and just get caught up on that one volley or that one bird that just didn't do it and you're just not beating yourself up but just thinking learning why yeah why did it why did it not go our way on that one that one bird you know and that's and and we we do we every one of us can get that way and you're just like damn it man what what happened with that one we should have we should have been done 15 minutes ago Mm -hmm. you know and it's something so simple yeah but i think that's really when uh when you kind of cross that bridge and you're really learning to read birds and uh just try to try to learn something every day man yeah oh i hear you that's up here in minnesota i mean you'll see guys that only hunt like one city uh all year round and they don't move out of that city and even though it's like a 15 minute drive to another like honey hole of a spot they're just like ah i'm just gonna stay here because i'm comfortable and i have like my fields or whatever it is and they just don't want to put in the work yeah, good on them, man. Those, are, those. I wish, I wish there was more guys like that in, in the industry. If we're being honest, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> oh yeah. But uh, here, here we are. Here we are uh, exposing the exposing the tricks. The, the trick of the trade is uh, a high fuel bill and a lot of miles. Yep. Oh, a hundred percent. But yeah. So how did you guys? I want to dig into how you met all your guys that you bring, like all your guides. How did you get connected yeah. with everybody? So Chance was the the first one. I met him when he was 14 years old. Uh, he, I would go and hunt with Eric uh, Guggenheim. I'd go hunt with him in Haskell. And uh, Chance's cousin and uncle were hunting in Haskell. And uh, I just happened to be down there, and we hit it off. And I mean, he was just—he's 14 at the time, but he was. He, he was already working. Yeah. His hobby at the time was he was turning duck calls to make money to, to come hunt. And just, he was, I never, never looked at him as a kid. You know, yeah. we just, we hit it off. He's a great, great guy. Uh, and we, we hit it off. And after that year, uh, man, he would, every, every year, we, we just keep up with me. And uh, for Thanksgiving and Christmas, 
he'd save his money from, I guess, turning duck calls or just working little odds and ends and stuff. As he was going through school, yeah. uh, all of his all of his breaks, he'd come up here and stay with my wife and I, and we'd go we'd go hunt, whether it was public land or you know hunting with uh, uh, the the other guys that I was working for at the time. I, he would just come up here and hunt with me. That's awesome. Uh, and as soon as he graduated high school, uh, I mean, he was kind of there with me through the dreaming process through starting Cadillac Creek he was he was always there yeah uh, and as soon as he graduated man it was just that this is what we do this is who I am yeah uh, so he he came on full time and in the off season he's a he's a farmer in Louisiana okay uh, but that's how I met Chance uh, Jake I actually uh, met gosh I don't know how many years ago now but uh we were actually on a on a duck hunt together, I believe, when I met him the first time. Uh, mutual equal friend. We were duck hunting and uh, started talking dog. Uh, and at the time, man, I was just so hungry to. It, it, when you met somebody that hunted, you're always on the phone. You're trying to figure out, okay, when are we going to hunt again? You yeah. know. Uh, and so that's kind of how that how that started. Uh, there was a stint in there where Jake guided for another another uh, outfitter in in the Amarillo area, and so we were just kind of at this time the waterfowl community in our area was rather small. You knew everybody. Yeah. Uh, so he and I—that's how we met. Uh, then Nick and I met through another group of, of uh, hunters here, uh, and he started working for me full time last year. Uh, Zach. I he actually booked a hunt the first time. That's how I met him. He booked a hunt to come down here and I've never met a stranger from Louisiana. They're just they're good, solid people. Yeah. Uh, and I joked about it because when he went back, man, he became like my personal booking agent. Uh I, I don't know how, but that dude, I swear to God, he knows everybody in Louisiana. And <laughs> uh you know, he was just Every other day, it seemed like he was calling me. Hey, man, what do you got going on this day? I'm sending sending business our way. Yeah. So I made a deal with Zach. I was like, Look, man, uh, if you keep sending me business, you just show up and come hunt, and uh, we'll we'll call it even. And yeah. so he did that for a couple of years, and he gets into the video and work, and uh, starts pulling his weight, and then some, you know. And uh, man, he just comes down here and, and makes a hell of a hand. Uh, Instead of instead of sitting at the house waiting for waiting for me to call and say where we're going, yeah. he's out on the road scouting. He's dropping pins, you know, just making a hand. Yeah. And uh, so, able like I said last year, he was here a lot, uh, but he was still kind of working two jobs. And uh, this year he'll be he'll be here full time. Yeah. Uh, then Colt Roth, I he was on the. Uh, tangle free pro staff with me uh we're just kind of mutual facebook buddies uh he brought some guys up here to hunt several years ago and uh same thing man we we met we met hunting hit it off uh i don't know that i've ever heard anybody better on a call than that guy he's just amazing yeah uh and so he uh he was the the last one to bring on board for texas i just this year, man, I, I needed some needed some help, man. We were booking hunts, and uh, he he uh, answered the call, and he'll 
he'll be down here helping us out but uh he's a he's a great guy as well but he's he comes all the way from ohio oh wow yeah fair enough so that's a, a long haul <laughs> i was gonna say that's quite a ways I yeah mean, yeah how i i can imagine that's like a 20 hour drive probably uh man i'm not i'm not sure it's a hell of a lot longer than uh than yeah. i want to drive I, <laughs> he's he's invited me to go up there and hunt with him and as much as i'd like to it's gonna it's gonna be a plane ticket <laughs> yeah I'm, uh, i i i am not that mad at a duck or goose to drive 20 hours anymore <laughs> yeah oh, i hear well, you. I, I say that i we'll, we'll see what we'll see what happens so, <laughs> I, I i get i i get uh i get come september my, my trigger finger is pretty itchy I'd, I'd be willing to drive quite a ways i'm sure oh yeah yeah it's it's definitely fun to make those drives and do that kind of stuff go hunt different areas oh yeah yeah when you get there and it pays off man it's just uh man i've been on i've been on too many where you drive for so long work yourself up and mm-hmm. and the, the other side of it is that i'm always going early season and yeah. uh early season hunting is just that it is what it is you know you may you may see five birds all day and that's it's just what it is yeah uh but i've made i've made some of those ridiculous road trips and uh had had some uh had some questionable hunts throughout the years you know it's part of it <laughs> oh yeah 100 percent. i've uh i've done my fair share too and you make all that trek even for me like north dakota but i mean it's like yeah. seven hours but still you go up there and you'll have one good day or something and then the rest might be eh. but it's still fun sure. to get up there and go have fun oh yeah just to change change the scenery man yeah and and at some point man it becomes more about that the, the scenery the hunt the just the overall experience than yeah we've all we've all killed our fair share of birds you know so it's 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 about more than that yeah and, uh, that's what you got to remember man yeah hanging out with your buddies and stuff like that people you haven't seen in a while so yeah making making new friends man yeah oh absolutely and uh how did you guys come up with the name cadillac creek so i wanted to i wanted something that kind of paid homage to to the amarillo area uh we're not there's not a whole hell of a lot (laughs) in in amarillo we've got a big hole in the ground uh that's a palatary canyon and we've got the cadillac ranch so uh the Cadillac Ranch, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's the, it, right off I-40, there's, I think there's 9, 10, 11, I don't, I'm not sure, but there's some just Cadillacs buried out in the middle of a field. Oh, and wow. uh, it's a big tourist attraction. People come from all over the world and paint them and, you know, all this different stuff. Yeah. And it's just in our area that there's, there's those two things, you know, that's what, that's what we have to offer is Palladura Canyon and the Cadillac Ranch. So, uh, <laughs> I just started started kind of playing with the name Cadillac and uh, Cadillac Creek fit. Yeah, we ran with it. That's awesome. I noticed you guys have a pink Cadillac on the on your website. Is yeah, yep. That's I wish neat. it was. Uh, I wish it was mine. Uh, that's my. That's that's on the on the dream list. One of these days. One of these days, I will have a. I'll have an old uh, '59 Cadillac. Yeah. If I'm if I'm lucky, I can uh, slap some Cadillac Creek stickers on there and ride the thing off. Or something. <laughs> oh, absolutely! <laughs> a, a business expense, right? Yeah. Oh, you always gotta have the business ex- business expenses. Yeah, yeah. yeah one I, of these days, maybe I'll track one. Yeah. yeah, I saw some guy's license plate a couple weeks ago, and it said 
um, like pay like written off or something like that <laughs> just for business expense <laughs> yep yep and i i got a kick out of that one i'm like yeah i gotta do what you gotta do <laughs> that's that's it man taxes will get you oh yeah no doubt about that and i got um i noticed you guys started selling some gear and all that kind of stuff you guys are got some sweet hats yeah. i really Thanks, like man. i really like that rope like the retro one yeah yeah that's well when we get done you'll have to send me your uh send me your address and i'll get one in the mail to you but oh. yeah we've got uh, a lot of hats shirts hoodies all that kind of good stuff yeah yeah you guys got the whole deal going on down there that's that's trying, the way to man. do it and then jake was talking about too how you guys got all the wrapped wrapped guns and everything like that and i think that's <laughs> awesome I, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, man, it, it all, it genuinely started out as a, a joke. Uh, I had a, had an old shotgun that was camo and man, it had been through hell and back just <laughs> looking terrible. And I was like, you know what, man, I started seeing everybody getting their guns Cerakoted with Rob Roberts stuff. And yeah. I was like, oh man, they're making these old guns look nice. So I, uh, got in touch with the guy that was doing Cerakote and I went and dropped it off and uh i was just i just wanted something simple man i am really i really am a simple guy i know it's hard to hard to (laughs) to imagine with the way i look but i am a very simple i'm i love like old vintage retro just yeah that's that's who i really am but anyway i'm there dropping off my gun and uh he had done a I think it was a pistol or something like that. It was just showing me pictures of his work, and it was the Louis Vuitton pattern. I was like, "Oh my god!" I, my wife doesn't even have a Louis Vuitton purse; she does now. But at the time, I was like, "That—that that is the loudest thing that I've ever seen." And when I show up at the gas station in the morning to meet these guys, if they haven't done their homework, usually one or two guys out of the group they know who they're hunting with, you know. Yeah. But uh, you know, you got a guy, a group of ten or fifteen guys out there. You got these older gentlemen, you got, you know, young farm boys. They're like, who in the hell is this tattoo guy? And, and you're taking us hunting? So it was like, it's like, man, I just, we're going to keep that going a little longer. You know, it's every morning I get that, I would get that uh, same uh, response out of people yeah. before we even got to the field. And then it's like, you know what, let's, let's throw that pattern on my gun and then we're going to get them riled up again when we get out to hunt. They're going to see that gun and it's just... There's, you can't always control the hunt. I can't control. Uh, I can't tell you you're going to shoot a limit every day, but yeah. I can guarantee you, you're going to laugh when you meet me. You're going <laughs> to laugh when we get to the field, and yeah. and that's where it all started, man. And uh, gun went viral three times. People don't take me seriously when I say I got death threats, but I literally got death threats over a shotgun really that had the Louis Vuitton pattern on it. Oh my I, god! I mean Facebook was not my friend and you know uh and now there's i've got a lot of guys that have come around and apologized and figured out you know that credibility thing yeah okay who is this guy and uh and i man i did i used i i let my appearance for a long time kind of hold me back because i was afraid of what we're in a hunting industry you know it's not it's not the norm to see some tattooed you know, mm-hmm. rock star looking dude. It's not. It's yeah. not the norm. And uh, but pretty soon, I figured out, man. You know what? You can either hide behind it, or you can just be you and uh, embrace it. 
if these guys, yeah, embrace it. If they give me five minutes, they'll they'll figure out that I'm just as country as the next guy. <laughs> uh, I just like to have fun, man. And and I did. That, that was the whole purpose behind the the Louis Vuitton gun was just to get a laugh, get people get people cut to cut up, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I was over it, you know. I, I was genuinely over it. Yeah. And uh, see, last year, Co uh, uh, Wetzel, I went and I was hanging out with those guys that uh, they were they were playing a show in Lubbock, and oh, we we're all awesome. backstage on their bus, hanging out and talking. And uh, he just started laughing. He's like, "So you're the dude with the Louis Vuitton shotgun?" And it's like, <laughs> that, that, "That's me." And you know, you see how many people it's got around to. And I told them this exact story. I was like, "Yeah, I, I straight up, I got death threats over that," Jeez. and it. It was not cool for a long time, yeah. and they they had the same response to you. Like, are you shitting me? You know? And uh, a couple months later, they show up to hunt, and every one of them's got some kind of different luxury pattern on their gun. Coe's got a Louis Vuitton gun. His manager had a Gucci gun. You oh, know, they wow. so they all show up with these these guns, and it was like, okay, haha, it's funny. Yeah. And and now uh, from that point on, it's been had uh duck calls sent to me uh duck lanyard duck straps with the louis vuitton sent to me Jeez. Uh, and it's it's i mean I, I'll, I'll take it it's yeah. you know it's it's, <laughs> it's it's kind of become a gimmick it's funny you know but yeah it uh it, it came with a price you know but now it's it's awesome to see uh you know thumbing through facebook and i'll see other guys that have louis vuitton on their gun and stuff it's whether they whether they got the idea from me or not i could care less but i love that there are more people out there in the industry that are kind of growing the balls to be themselves and just not take life so seriously, you know, and that's, uh, it's, it's refreshing to see that, man. You're seeing more and more people that are, they may all be in camo with a beard, you know, and and no, nothing against the, the duck dynasty crew, but that, it just felt like for years that was, that was the norm. That's what yeah. people wanted to see. If you weren't in, uh, if you weren't in just buck brush camo or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you were nobody. Yeah. Uh, but now you're starting to see, starting to see more and more people that, uh, that aren't afraid to wear a flat bill hat or wear crazy sunglasses or whatever, you know, just yeah. be yourself. Have fun, man. Have fun. Oh, exactly. And I mean, it like, it makes you pop out more and it makes like more fun to just kind of, I don't know. I just I I like what you got going on. I that gun is so sick, and then everything else is just yeah, it's awesome. Well, thanks, man. And we got uh, see, we got chances done up in the in the Wonder Bread. It's yeah, just, it's all about fun, man. But I'll tell you where where when we were when I started the Cadillac Creek, the brand. Uh, yeah. I it it was never. It was never just a name to me. I wanted to build a brand. I wanted to have clothing and hats and a, and a logo and stuff that would appeal to other people. You know, the my other friends. Yeah. Not all of my friends are hunters. You know, that's there's a like my my friend group is actually a small percentage of those are actually hunters. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted a brand or a logo that people would just wear. Yeah. Uh, and really to be perfectly honest i i modeled a lot of my stuff after the fly fishing market you go back in the fly fishing industry you know go back 15 years ago even mm-hmm. 10 years ago it was very uh 
just think Orvis Filson catalog. It's yeah. very prim, proper, uh, might even dare to say kind of the, the preppy elite kind yeah. of kind of feel. Yeah. And uh, the last several years, you start seeing that fly fishing market kind of going more towards, you're seeing a lot of tattooed bearded guys, you know, mm-hmm. just, uh, and, and then their apparel, you yeah. know, and it was just like, man, if, if, if you can get in on that and create something that the the outsiders will, will want to wear, as well as your your everyday guys, you you want. Yeah. And uh, so I did, man. I mean, I can't I can't take full credit like I just invented anything. No, I just looked and looked into other areas and saw what uh, saw what was working and ran yeah. with it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like. Uh... My mom always says you got to just let your freak flag fly. That's that's right, man. Mine's uh, mine's been flying high and proud. <laughs> just roll with it, man. All, all you can do is be you. Exactly. Yeah, I I just like to see different people and see different environments and all that kind of stuff because you see all the same things everywhere and it's just kind of yeah. it's like whatever. And then you see somebody new and you're like, oh, that's different. That's neat. I like his style. Like, it's refreshing. Yeah, it's refreshing. It's something. It's something different. Like, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. It's really cool. Oh no, man, our our whole uh, our whole crew. It's it's wild. There's not. I don't think there's two of us that are even similar. You know, <laughs> like, every one of us is just. We've all got our our thing, and we're all polar opposites of each other. But it just it works, man. We're all uh, we're all buddies, and it, it damn sure makes the makes the hunting experience. Uh, it, interesting you know there's never a dull moment oh yeah a hundred percent and yeah you were saying Cole Wetzel um he's a beast I can imagine he's a pretty cool dude like oh yeah and they uh we were we were with them last week at their uh at his birthday party that's awesome uh, just man it the the cool thing with those guys is they're just friends they're just they're regular regular people uh there's absolutely no ego, uh, and we we hang out, we catch up, we talk just like just like buddies. Whether yeah. it's texting or you know, I'm, the whole the whole band is is great. Uh, but yeah, man, they're just they're just they're just people that like to hunt, and yeah. uh, we we like to accommodate. Yeah, because yeah, I his music is so good. Like, oh man, I I'm I'm super happy for him. signing a major deal now. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited to see what uh, what happens for those guys. It, to in, in the music business, man, for them to have uh, done what all they have already independently, uh, that's huge. And, and you know, you see it. You see it a lot more. There are a lot of guys out there that are that are successful, have have a lot of success independently yeah. now. But uh, to to be selling out every show they play, man, that, uh, <laughs> that they, they were doing something. Now I'm I'm super excited to see what. Uh, what the future holds for them with with the major label behind them it's gonna be cool yeah oh absolutely i saw he was like before music he was like working construction and all that kind of stuff on his instagram or yeah. something yeah like, and you just yeah, gotta I mean, chase your like, dream that's it man and right now with everybody's kind of out of work uh there's a lot of those guys that are right back to right back to the grind yeah uh, whether it's construction framing houses you know or your friends with friends with a lot of them and it's almost it's it's kind of it, it's it's almost not sad you know i mean at least they've got a trade and they're working but 
uh, yeah, man. I mean, everybody's got a story. They came from somewhere. Yeah. And uh, just goes to show, man, if you want it bad enough and you dream it bad enough, uh, we can make it happen. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's like you see it everywhere all around the world. I mean, just people just chasing their dreams and making something of yeah. it. And you guys have Cadillac Creek and Co does his music or whatever it is. And yeah. yeah. Just got to be willing to take a chance, man. And uh, got to be willing to fall down, too. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's the thing. You're going to get told no a lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that does, it's no matter no matter what you're you're dream is or your business is you know you just got to be willing to uh stand up and you know not take no as an answer just keep going yeah and that's uh you know like perfect examples is co and dre the i guess dre's doing more management work for him now but at the time he was a drummer and he said look i'm moving to austin you're coming with me mm-hmm. and uh just packed bags left and went and made it happen and it's the best thing they ever did right <laughs> yeah just take a chance and like you were talking about with your gun, people like people shit on you no matter what you do. Like, oh yeah, no, absolutely, man. I mean, it wouldn't, like, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> like, I didn't, they didn't, they didn't need an excuse to talk shit on me. I'm covered in covered in tattoos and looks like I just got out of prison, you know, to <laughs> to a lot of people out there. So they, uh, yeah, they didn't, they didn't need any excuses to run their mouth. But uh, yeah. we just gave them a little extra, gave them a little extra ammo. And, <laughs> just laugh laugh with the man oh exactly that's that's what you just gotta do i mean people people don't know like what your story is or anything like that and then they're just like oh i want to shit on this guy just because he's got tattoos or whatever it is yeah yeah man, if you don't have any haters you're not doing it right <laughs> exactly oh yeah yeah that's that's just yeah i don't know but um but back to hunting a little bit i uh yeah was gonna say with all your media and all that kind of stuff i noticed uh your youtube's your youtube's going doing good and all that kind of stuff i love watching your guys's videos thanks man yeah we we've been trying to uh trying to to get in on get in fit in kind of thing on the it, all the media stuff man it's, yeah. it's the best uh what's the word i'm looking for i just went just went blank it's the best advertisement you can get right now, mm-hmm. uh, and it, and it's free. It's at, it's at your fingertips. Something yeah. all of us do. We all live on Facebook. We all live on Instagram, YouTube. Uh, so it's it just it makes sense. Uh, we're I, and I can't take any credit. Ryan uh, Ryan Barton is he's kind of taken over all of our uh, media stuff because it's just not it's not my thing. I'm not a I'm not a computer guy. Yeah. Um, I'm really not uh, an out front guy. I honestly kind of like to be over to the side, you know. And, and like when when people come and uh, <clears throat> film hunts with us, it, it it's just I'm not I'm not a camera whore. I don't. That's not my place. Uh, but yeah. it's it's definitely there's a there's a necessity for it, and uh, that's that's what he's really been able to do is kind of show show the Cadillac Creek personality and it's not just me I mean the whole crew's got a personality yeah and he's able to show that through the videos and the pictures and and just you whether you come and hunt with us or not you can kind of get the idea of what an experience is and that's that's what we've really been trying to to focus on uh Chance Chance takes amazing photos uh super talented photographer yeah and uh and 
I can't I can't stress how important just media and, and footage uh, it's just you can't have enough um, that's it's a make or break you kind of thing and, and that's that's just the truth yeah oh yeah absolutely I mean you look at everything just like the news and how people get so sucked into it and like yeah. if you can just post up a bunch of stuff like people are just gonna be on top of it and like we'll yeah. just watch it for hours and hours and like they just yeah. get super dialed into it yep I'm, I'm pretty excited for this year to uh so we've got we got more guys on the on the crew that that's kind of going to be a lot of their focus is uh media stuff photography stuff and uh just you know everything we do we try to do to our the best of our ability and uh i'm just excited to see kind of what they when they focus all of their attention on uh on media for an entire season i'm excited to see what they come up with yeah that'll be super fun i love like looking back at pictures and stuff like that too and videos and whatnot it's just fun to Bring back those memories. Oh yeah, man! You, you remember remember uh, little details from every hunt that way, man. Oh, absolutely. What is it like being under those lessers and just laying down and laying down in the dirt, just having all those birds come on top of you? Man, <laughs> it's I, I don't know that I can describe it. It's just uh, the adrenaline never never gets old. Yeah. Uh, man it, it's just i i don't know unless i i don't think i can uh i can explain it it's, it's just a it's a magical moment i guess you know something yeah. you gotta if you hadn't done it you gotta experience it yeah oh absolutely and having go ahead oops, sir. Oh, i was just saying having having birds land right beside your shit on you there's nothing like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah and so when you guys are down there because you guys don't have a ton of water do you no man we really uh we really don't uh it's <laughs> every year every year is different last year we were uh last year we had more water than than we're used to honestly okay. uh, but it's just if they've got food uh, we've got lakes in town we've got some there there are playa lakes and in, in all these uh little towns around us that we hunt mm-hmm. uh but you know what we've noticed is if there's uh if there's water at all they'll they'll travel they're gonna go and eat uh now i i would definitely prefer the years where there's uh too much water than than the dry years but uh and it's it's a it's a crapshoot just like anywhere uh well i guess i can't say that there's a lot of places that, that don't have to struggle with water but that's just something that we have to get over man run with it uh sometimes we're gonna have sometimes we have to drive farther because we don't have water it's yeah. just part of it yeah is there any other struggles you guys kind of run into down there with birds or fields or whatever it is like uh, not man enough. i think w- one of our biggest uh not issues i mean one of our biggest struggles though is our wind like we'll oh, have yeah. days where you got gosh you know 70 mile an hour gusts and <laughs> you're you've got hunters you're going no matter what yeah and uh and and that's it really sucks because those birds they want to come and eat they're gonna come yeah. but it's it's a matter of getting in a field where or getting in the field where they can get to you yeah. uh 
because you know there's nothing worse than watching birds try like hell to, to get into the decoys and be you know just stuck flapping their wings to all hell 200 yards away trying to get into you and eventually they're just gonna they're gonna shortstop they're just gonna be like you know what this is cool we're gonna park it right here yeah so i was like struggles i I would say wind is wind is one that's uh not not friendly at all but we just do the best we can make it work yeah yeah you guys you've got a lot more wind than we do up here yeah it's uh it can get it can get nasty and cold yeah that's what jake was talking about i didn't realize how cold it gets down there yeah it's just man the I don't know if it's necessarily the cold or just the wind, but you yeah. mix those two. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it gets pretty nasty. It can be 50 degrees with the north wind here, and you, you better have a jacket on. Oh yeah, the wind, the wind's a killer. Like when we have when we have bad winds, it might not even be that cold. It might be like 25 degrees, but if it's blowing like 25, 30, yeah. then it's gonna be like, all right, well, it's getting a little chilly. Like especially yeah. with you guys laying underneath the decoys, don't really have a like wind stopper i yeah. can imagine yep. just try to lay next to the fat guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly uh but yeah that's that's something that we don't have i think the most wind i've ever seen was like 45 50 miles an hour yeah like yeah. now man we get uh, we get some nasty we get some nasty nasty winds down in these parts yeah, because, I mean, it's a lot of open ground down there, isn't it? It's not like you yeah, don't have a ton of trees or anything. No, there, uh, there are not many trees at all. Uh, you can see for miles and miles and miles. And when that dirt blows, it just uh, it just just goes. just blows and blows and blows. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, getting all that dirt up can make, can make it quite uh, interesting, I bet. Oh yeah, sinus infections and allergies. <laughs> good times, good, good times. Uh, just the luxury of hunting. Uh, yeah, that's working outdoors, man. Yeah, exactly. And when you guys like look for birds, are your birds flying like miles to get to water and then to like the feed? Uh, man, it, it depends. It uh, it really does, man. It's they they move around um, just like just like anywhere yeah um, but I mean I if, if they don't have to fly a long ways then they're not going to but yeah uh, when it's dry you know yeah they'll they'll fly and, and randomly man like the end of the year they'll just sometimes just make up a make up an excuse to fly miles and miles and miles to a field that you know, they'll pass 15 or 20 fields that look the exact same on the way to one that they want to go. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just, there's, there's days it's just like that. There's, for whatever reason, they want to go to that field today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Um, and then with your, how many uh, dogs do you guys have out there with you? Uh, we try to run two at a time. Uh, you know, if we've got big big groups uh, you know all three of us may run our dogs but uh, we try to try to limit it to about two just so there's not a whole lot of rodeo and going on dogs are you know if, if, when we're out retrieving birds you got three guys and three dogs and yeah everybody's whistling and hand signaling you know it's just a lot for them to handle so uh, we try to just run a couple at a time yeah. if if not one you know most most days if it's just a group of 
eight, you know, we'll, we'll just have one dog out there, maybe two. Yeah. And do you ever let people bring their own dogs or is it just your you know, guys? It's, it's kind of one of those, uh, I, I take it case by case. The short answer is no. Yeah. Uh, if somebody books a private hunt, then, you know, yeah, that's, that's fine. Uh, but we still have to have the agreement of like, man, if you're, if your dog's breaking, uh, if your dog's not listening to your, or, you know, it doesn't matter if you booked a private hunt or not, I'm not going to let you waste all eight of your buddies money or my time, uh, yeah. or my guy's time. I've got to, I'm paying for the field. I'm paying for, uh, you know, it's all, everybody's losing money if your dog's acting a fool. So, yeah. uh, short answer would be no, but it's, it's definitely a case by case. Uh, there are a lot of great dogs out there and we've had we've had guys show up with some amazing dogs yeah we've also had guys that thought that their dogs were amazing and uh <laughs> you just take them out of their comfort level and yeah. they may be amazing at home mm-hmm. they may be amazing at retrieving bumpers in a field trial but it's a it's just a different a different rodeo you know yeah uh our dogs just this is what they do every day this is what they see yeah uh so they you know i i'm not gonna I'm not gonna take my dog to a timber hole and expect him to just be a be a natural. You know, yeah. he might he might figure it out by the end of the end of the hunt. But you know, this is what this is what they do. Yeah. And uh, so I try really hard to just convince people to leave their dogs at home, come and enjoy the hunt. So yeah. you're not having to worry about your dog. Let me worry about mine. Yeah. Oh, I I agree with you on that. And you guys have such like high pressured scenarios with all the birds that just yeah yeah if your dog's not used to that especially if your dog is like you go to your little duck pond and um wherever you're from and that's all you do with your dog and then you bring it there i can imagine that's a big change it's it's a lot it's a lot of pressure it's a lot to to ask on any dog yeah Uh, much less a, a dog that you know, has never been in that situation before. But like I said, we just, we take it case by case. And, uh, sometimes we'll just say, you know what, bring your dog. Uh, ours can always use a day off, but yeah. bring your dog. And if it, if it works, it works. If not, take him back to the kennel and we'll, we'll go on about our way. Absolutely. Do you guys do any duck hunts down in Texas? Yeah, we do, man. We all, uh, I think every one of us loves to duck hunt. It's just, uh, and used to, this year's the first year that we took all the separate pricing off of the website and just said, you know what, we're just going to go to uh, waterfowl packages, basically meaning we're going to hunt the best option. Okay. Uh, so if, trust me, if there are ducks here, you don't have to twist any of our arms. We love the duck hunt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've got some of the, some of the best duck hunts that, that you can find. We've got them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just, it's not something, we don't have the water available to really stay on them consistently. Yeah. Uh, later in the year, you know, start getting on, getting in, into them in the fields. Uh, but, you know, yeah, we, we do definitely have some great duck hunts, but it's not, it's not something that, uh, once again, we're just confident saying, oh yeah, I can take you on a great duck hunt. If you book for a week solid, we're going to go on seven great duck hunts. It's just it may happen it may not yeah it's not your top priority to get people on duck hunts it's more lessers yeah i mean i, I if somebody if somebody tells me hey i really want to kill a, a pintail or kill a mallard we can we'll make it happen yeah uh it's just you know do you want to go and hunt 
ducks where it you know we may we may have a, a duck hole that's loaded we may have a duck hole that's just got you know 100 birds yeah what do you want to do you want to go shoot at 100 birds or you want to go over here and kill kill geese you know you've yeah. got a lot of times you've got just as big of a, a chance at killing ducks in the in the field with the geese as you do on a duck hole yeah and what kind of ducks do you guys chase when you're down there is it mainly just mallards uh, mallards pintails widgeon uh get plenty of teal okay. uh, and like i said later in the year we'll, we'll see random just <laughs> random random <laughs> stuff but yeah uh, our 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 main ducks are our uh mallards pintails and widgeons do you ever see uh teal in full plumage like blue wings uh, man, not not blue wings. Uh, green wings, yes. Blue yeah. wings. I uh, think think I've shot three. <laughs> so not, oh, uh, and, and I'm still I'm still trying to check off a cinnamon teal off my list. So it's just yeah. uh, May you know early early season September we'll we'll kill the hell out of blue wings, but they're not they're not blue. So yeah, yeah, that's that's one of the things I'd like to do is kill a full plumage blue wing. That'd be. That'd be pretty neat. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, uh, like I said, man. I think I've, think I've shot three. Is yeah. About it. I feel like that's more of like a Mexico hunt, is to go yeah, kill full plumage blooms. Further down. Yeah. Because yep. I feel like n- you never really see them in the United States. I feel like it's always it gets so late. Maybe in Louisiana. And, and, is it? You ever seen and, them down there? Oh, like the I think the. Louisiana, Arkansas, I think they get them too. I, yeah. I may be talking out my ass, but uh, like I know even I've I've seen a lot of uh, not a lot of guys, but I've seen guys just a couple hours south of us in Lubbock shooting cinnamons and blues. So hmm. I mean, there's they're they're not far from us. Yeah, but uh, we just maybe it's just our bad luck. I don't know. We just don't <laughs> don't uh, don't ever uh, don't kill many of them. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. We. We see a bunch of full plumage green wings, but yeah, yeah, the blue wings never are there to like see a yeah. nice, nice blue wing teal. Yeah, same, same here, man. I wonder. I've always wondered why that is. Like, even down for you guys. I uh, I guess still still down south, huh? Yeah. Hell, I, don't I don't know. Yeah, so we get everything else gets full plumage, but besides those those little pesky buggers, I mean. It, it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. So party when it does. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I've I've had a couple of buddies chase them in Mexico, and they said it's crazy down there. The, the, every yeah, single teal. And we'll see, like, after the season, uh, you know, when ducks close and whatnot. Yep. We'll see. We'll see nice blue wings. I mean, I see them, uh, like, when I'm when I'm turkey hunting and stuff when I'm out yeah. cruising around I'll see it but it's just later I and I guess probably once again just making their making their way back mm-hmm. what's the turkey hunting like down there uh it's it, it's great about an hour an hour or hour and a half away from Amarillo you can find good turkey hunting all the way around us but uh I I've been I've been guiding turkey hunts for a, a buddy of mine and his outfit is called All American, and okay. uh, I've been working for him for a few years. And uh, this year, man, we just people couldn't get here. Yeah. Uh, so, and I, I, I went turkey hunting a few times by myself. Took my kiddo a few times. And, uh, 
it was a little it was a little weird for a little weird but uh, that may just be because we weren't uh we weren't staying on top of them you know it was just hey we want to go hunt in the morning let's go yeah uh it was a little little bit of an odd year but last year was too so hmm. uh it just come comes with the territory i guess yeah have you had anybody talk to you about covid um for your guys this season if anyone any of your clients called you and been like questionable Man, I about had, it uh, I had one group so far, knock on wood, I've only had one group call me and uh, there's younger guys, but all four of the guys in their group had uh, all lost their, lost their jobs. Okay. Uh, and that was, that was early on. I, I, I'm not sure if, uh, not sure if things have gotten back to normal. I mean, hell, it's not normal anywhere in the States yet, but yeah. uh, what we've been seeing then is people are just so anxious to get out and, and go do something. My phone has... We've been blessed. I, I don't. Uh, people want to go hunt, and yeah. especially now, like the the Canada border thing, it's not looking promising. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like personally in the states, all of the all of us outfitters are going to be. I would think we should be busy and have great years. Yeah. Uh, I I'm really hopeful that uh, that they don't pull anything with the Corona stuff. I. I don't know, man. It, it's so up in the air. <laughs> never, never did I think we'd be seeing any of the stuff we've been seeing. Yeah. So, uh, I hope that that's. I hope that uh, it, it leaves us alone for a season. I, I don't. I don't think Texas will will allow uh, allow anything to go on with with hunting. I really don't. But uh, then again, man, I, I I never thought that Nebraska or Kansas would either. You know. Yeah. So it's just. We'll just have to have to see, I guess. But I'm yeah. I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping that things kind of simmer down and life can go on as normal. Yeah. Are they making you guys wear masks or anything down there? Like, yeah. They... I mean, it's we've got a we've got the mandatory order or whatever the governor's order. Uh, yes. Everywhere you go, they've got signs on the door, and uh, and everybody's got everybody's got their their opinions and beliefs on that and i've got mine but yeah uh yeah they're everywhere you go you're supposed to have one off or one on i mean okay yeah because minnesota just switched ours this saturday that you have to wear a mask everywhere yeah I, it's <laughs> it's crazy times man crazy crazy times yeah i mean i yeah i i don't know it's it's a whole nother different thing like, yeah, no, my wife and I were talking about that the other day. It's like, man, you don't even want to talk about Corona anymore because it's like it's like talking religion and politics. Yeah. It doesn't matter which side of the which <laughs> side of the spectrum you land on, the other side considers your side uh, uh, wrong and you know, yep. your uh, conspiracy theorists and it's just it's just crazy, crazy time, man. So yeah. Uh, but no, the only places that uh, that you're not required to wear them here is in churches. Okay. Well that's good. Oh, uh, yeah, at least you guys can be able to do all that stuff because I know a lot of places up here are just closed down, can't even go yeah. like certain spots. And I mean, they're starting to open things up more and more, but it's just not how it used to be. Yeah, no, it's and man, honestly, I think when they start opening stuff, it's still not going to be normal because hell, no. so many people have lost their businesses, and yeah. uh, you just, I mean, I don't know. I I know that a lot of my friends in the the service industry and and so forth just 
business owners in general, they can't, we can't make it through another round. Yeah. Uh, so I just, I'm really praying that uh, we do what we got to do and uh, whatever that is, I don't know if, I don't know if it's wearing a damn mask or not. I, <laughs> like I said, I've got my opinions, but yeah. uh, whatever we got to do to get through, to get through this. Because uh, man, we, our country, our towns, nobody can go through another wave of that shit. No, not at all. It's going to, if it does, it'll close literally everything. Yeah. Like. Oh yeah. No, it's, it, it's sad, man. It, it's it's really sad watching watching people lose businesses. Uh, and all, and you know, not just not just the the virus killing people or whatever, but all the all the stuff that comes with it, the depression, yeah. the suicides, the you know, yep. you name it. There are all these other other things that are really affecting people in a a much greater level than than the COVID has. Yeah. Uh, and, and like I said, man, it's just, you gotta, you gotta kind of walk on pins and needles. You don't want to offend anybody. I'm not saying that it's not real. I, I know, I know that it's killing people. I know that, uh, it's, it's a real thing. Yeah. Uh, personally know people that have had it, mm-hmm. but, um, I, I just, it's hard for me to watch our entire country get shut down. Uh, I, I feel for, feel for the guys in Canada. It's, it's, to, uh, who would have ever thought? Who would have ever thought? <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, God, the guys that are just starting out, this be their first year in Canada, the guys that bought land up there, you know, like just yep. people really being impacted. And, I mean, dude, it's just, uh, we're, we're blessed that there's a whole lot of other guys out there that aren't. And, uh, man, it's a shame. I hate, I hate seeing it. Yeah. And all the people that spend all their life savings and all this kind of stuff just to start up what they've always dreamed about, and then now it gets all shut yeah, down. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, man. I, I know a lot of know a lot of guys in, in Canada, and uh, you know, know guys that, that bought new. Uh, guess what? Is it parcels there or whatever this year? And and I I, I genuinely do. I feel for them. Yeah. Uh, I just I hope that the silver lining can be. Uh, all of the other guys in the states really having a good year, yeah. Uh, making making ends meet, and people are people want to go hunt. Yeah. You know, all those guys that would normally go to Canada, they're going to be looking for something. Oh yeah. Uh, so hopefully, all the all of my buddies and guys in Canada that aren't that don't live there, hopefully they can uh, find them find themselves some jobs and uh, get to work in the states and make make ends meet for the season. Yeah, I think you'll see a lot more people trying to get more guiding jobs down here just because oh, yeah. Canada no. is just <laughs> yeah uh, uh, God bless North Dakota man I, I yeah. can already I can already see that I can see it in the future oh my god yeah we we run into quite a few people when we make our North Dakota trip and yeah. this year I can only imagine it's gonna be wild there's gonna be everybody up there like, yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's going to be interesting, man. It's, it's definitely <laughs> going to be interesting. Oh, yeah, and I mean, we try to stay away from the groups of people up there, but I don't think this year it's going to be possible to get away from everybody. Like, every, no, no, every town is going to be jam-packed. Like, every hotel, you're going to see trucks and trailers and boats and whatever it is. And, uh, oh. and I don't... I don't I don't think it's going to just stop in North Dakota either. It's like, I mean, 
it, there's a lot of there's a lot of people working in Canada that are out of work yeah. or trying to trying to figure out something. And I mean, dude, I've I've had email after email and uh, resume after resume, and you know, dude, I'd, I'd love to help people out, but in our our hands are our hands are full. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm stretching it a, as it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, but man, I, I feel for them. I I definitely feel for them. Yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And hopefully, like you said, nothing closes for hunting like Nebraska did and all that kind of stuff. Because yeah. that would suck. Yeah, no, it, it would be, uh, it would sting a lot more than uh, the turkey season did, that, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, because turkey season's one thing, but, I mean, you get into waterfall and that's a whole nother area. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're, you're taking so many more people on hunts and all that good yeah. stuff like because you can only yeah, shoot so many that. turkeys that's it and man it would, it would be uh it would be detrimental to a lot i mean well all of us yeah you know everybody so we'll just pray that uh that's all we can do man is, is just pray that 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 doesn't happen and uh and the more they're praying the better that's that's one thing all this kind of surprises us but i know that the uh know that it's not good lord's not surprised by it so just gotta pray that everything kind of simmers down and life gets back to normal as we know it Mm -hmm. yeah i i i don't know i don't know why you close it down for hunting but i mean each state has their own idea or whatever it is Uh, (laughs) yeah you're you're outside and like we were we were in uh my wife and i were in dallas i guess it was last weekend yeah for for coast party you're driving around and uh outside running with masks on outside (laughs) and i'm like are you shitting me why you gotta wear a mask outside and today i I drove my niece to uh mexico to take her to the airport and same thing there dude you're outside pumping gas anywhere you go outside people have to have masks on it's like god almighty and and i guess that's how we're supposed to be at home too uh, You're supposed to have masks on outside. I, I, apparently, I mean, it's a mandatory. Anytime you're in uh, in public, you're supposed to have a mask on. I can wow. guarantee you, I don't have one on outside, <laughs> and, and nor will I. But yeah. uh, no, man, it's just it. But yeah, I, I I was blown away. You will see people running with a mask on outside. You're like, are you are you kidding me? Oh my god! But, I mean, man, it, it, power to them, you know. Power to them. Yeah. They, it, if if they're making a difference, I, I I appreciate it, and I'm sorry that I'm I'm the asshole in the group. But <laughs> I just uh, I don't I don't see wearing a mask outside doing anything. But that's just me. Oh no, I I couldn't imagine. Like we have it in stores, you have to wear it, and like restaurants or whatever it is. But outside, that's I feel like that's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, I really hate wearing mine just walking around. I can imagine running with one. No, no, no. <laughs> ain't happening. Mm-mm. Not, not at happen. all. Not at all. And like, oh, yeah. That's that's not super ideal then. No, and I guess they're they're handing out citations or threatening to hand out citations. I don't know. Uh, I think once again that just kind of depends on the depends on the police department and yeah. what they feel is necessary. Uh, and and it's it is man, it's so divided. Everybody everybody's got their their views and uh, 
So I mean, it, I guess it probably depends on the officer, and, de- and it depends on the their their take on it. Yeah. But um, I can't I can't see getting a, a ticket for a mask. You know, I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me, but that's just, once again, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't, couldn't see getting one. I mean, I, I walked in the gas station on Saturday and they're like, you have to wear a mask. And I'm like, oh, that's happening now. Like, I didn't realize, I didn't realize that was real. (laughs) Like, I heard about it, but I didn't think it was like how it was going to be. And then. Like at least at least they aren't giving citations to me now. I mean, like they people are talking. It's like a thousand dollar fine, but then I've also heard people like it's a hundred dollar citation or like I I don't yeah, know. Yeah, dude. I, all the <laughs> I mean, and that that's the thing. It's the same thing with the with the COVID. You don't know. Nobody knows what the truth is. Nobody yeah. knows what you know. I mean, we all know that it's real. We know people that have got it, but we don't know any real numbers any real statistics yeah uh i mean personally know people in the medical industry and and it, it is very it is very real yeah my sister's in my sister's in the hospital right now not not anything to do with that but uh, all the icu beds were were full so they were going to have to move her to another another hospital because they didn't have room so i mean it, it's definitely real it's definitely definitely a problem mm-hmm. uh but you know, on the other side, it's like, man, how how much more can we take of shutting our entire country down? Yeah. And and what's what's gonna give? You know, is a is a vaccine really gonna fix it? I, it, it, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I who's gonna be the test dummy? Yeah. Once again, not me. Yeah. But you know, it's just like I said, you don't you gotta be careful what you say because yeah. everybody, it's all. It, it depends on where you're from and how you're raised and yeah. what you've seen. And, you know, everybody's got a different view on it. And I mean, that's even in my own, even in my own crew, you know, we've all got our, our different takes on it. Yeah. But, uh, then one thing's for certain, we're all, we're all in it together and we're all going through it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, five months ago or whatever the hell it was when, when it all started, uh, I think I can speak for most people in the country. Everybody thought that it was just a joke. We all joked yep. about it. Ha, 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 you know? <laughs> and little did we know, one way or another, everybody in this in this country, if not everybody in the world, has been affected by it in some way. Yeah. And and that's just, it, it's amazing. Yeah. But hopefully hopefully we learn something as a, as a country. And, uh, and I, I just, I'm really hopeful that uh, we get get things situated sooner than later things get back to normal yeah and i mean i don't know i feel like you just can't live scared all your life and like no man life is life (laughs) is way too short to to be living in fear man and and that's i I, i'm always (laughs) my wife is uh she's the adrenaline junkie she wants to go uh skydive and stuff i'm like you know (laughs) those people the people that are wired that way though that that can just grab life by the horns or whatever and just roll with it they're so lucky Mm -hmm. because you know we all in my belief anyway it's all planned out you know yeah god knows how he's gonna take me already you know so if i'm supposed to die jumping out of an airplane i guess i'm gonna go out in a place of glory but it's (laughs) it's 
Unfortunately, I'm not wired <laughs> in, a, in a way that I'm just going to go jump out of a damn airplane. Yeah. But I'm jealous of the people that are that way because, man, they just live life to the fullest. And I, I definitely try. Yeah. Uh, but in my own way, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not going to, you're not going to see me going and skateboarding in a, in a <laughs> half pipe or jumping out of an airplane or yeah. any of that crazy shit. I got, I got trampled last weekend by a mechanical bull. That's no bullshit. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in my defense, I was, I was making a hell of a ride. I felt like I, like I was at the end of the ride yeah. and I may or may not have showboat a little bit. <laughs> You know, oh, uh, oh boy, on the joystick, kind of threw me for a loop. But you, you got to have fun. Uh, you got to have fun. Yeah, not everybody can say they got their ass kicked by a mechanical bull. Yeah, exactly. If anybody did happen to see the video, it, I felt like I was hauling ass. It, it doesn't look like it, you know, but I felt like. Oh yeah, yeah. You'll have to you'll have to send that video my way. I'd like to see that video. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's definitely it's definitely worth watching. I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. Oh, they're they're fun. They, I've I've rode a few in my life, and they're they're quite a thrill ride. Yeah, I felt like I was uh, felt like I was scooting and uh, making a good ride, and uh, then. Then I decided I was going to take the hat off and whip it around, you know, boat a little bit for the girls. Uh, yeah. Then, then I, then I got the horns. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, they, the guys buying the joystick can really mess with you. Yeah. Oh yeah, they, they, they made it apparent. Yeah. <laughs> they got, they got their money's worth. Oh yeah, they got their laugh and. Uh, yep. That's awesome. That's that's yeah. so awesome. But yeah, I wanted yeah. to one more thing before we kind of finish up yeah, here man. um i want to talk about crane hunting because we never really talked about the crane hunting down there what's yeah. the, what's that like because i've i've seen some crazy videos of it and it looks like a good yeah, time it's, uh, yeah no it, it's one of those things that uh it's it's a waterfowler's dream yeah. uh it's uh, it's become extremely popular because you can't do it everywhere yeah uh, whether that's legal reasons or no seasons or, or whatever uh but it, to me it's uh it's more like you're you're honker hunting uh yeah. you know you there you definitely will get into some big groups but typically speaking you know for us uh, uh, you're gonna have 50 birds to 100 birds in a volley or less yeah uh but it's very much like very much like uh, uh honker hunting uh but man it's like you're, you're shooting a pterodactyl they're huge huge <laughs> they're yeah. mean uh it's just it's it's a thrill um definitely something that every waterfowl hunter should should try and they're they're incredible to eat uh yeah that's what i've it's heard not something we can say about all waterfowl unfortunately but uh <laughs> no cranes are i mean they're they're incredible table fare yeah Steaks, or they're like steaks of the sky. People call them, or whatever. Yeah, it is. they call them, call them free by the sky, yeah. and, and that's that's literally what we do, man. We just marinate them the same way we marinate a steak, and uh, you just cook it medium rare, uh, rare, yeah. and uh, it's they're 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 phenomenal, man. Really and truthfully. Yeah, and I was talking to Jake a little about it too. The how the dogs like wear glo- goggles and goggles, vests yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And you know, and three years ago or four years ago, we didn't have didn't have the goggles. They, they, Rex specs may have been out. We just didn't know them. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, and we've always ran dogs on them. Uh, but you, you just have to have control of your dog. Like, Jake had a, a dog that's just, uh, it, it, you could not, you couldn't shut him down. He was just a, a hoss. Yeah. Uh, he didn't care if that thing was still alive. He didn't care if it was pecking at him the whole way back to the blind. He was bringing it back. <laughs> and, uh, it, it, you know, it's just, some dogs are some dogs are that way you you get lucky and you have one that's got that mentality or you get one that goes and picks it up and if that crane stands up you call them off you know yeah. but uh biggest thing is just having having control of of your dog but now with the with the goggles and you know sometimes we'll throw a throw a vest on them and stuff like that they'll they'll cut the shit out of you oh uh, yeah we had to thank you i i can't remember when it was but i know jake had to stitch a dog up Oof. uh I mean, it happens. Yeah. Like they, they'll, they'll, they will cut you. Uh, yeah. People, people think that you know they see pictures of people hitting them in the neck with a baseball bat or <laughs> us swinging gun barrels at them or whatever. They think, oh my God, you're you're making a bad name for hunters. Well, when you come and grab one of those big bastards and try to swing it around and break its neck or stick a finisher in his head or any of that stuff, then you can talk to me. Otherwise, yeah. uh, you, you just take my word for it they're they're mean you know you gotta yeah. you gotta go and uh show them who's in charge oh yeah but yeah they will they will damn sure stand up and uh and they're not happy they they, <laughs> they uh they throw that old current the the karate kid crane pose at you they mean business and those beaks on those things are huge yeah and they're sharp as shit yeah <laughs> like yeah. they they just look like a mean mean bird yeah, yeah, uh, and but man, when you're when you're shooting them at you know five, ten yards, fifteen yards, it, it looks like you're shooting a big screen TV. They're huge. It's like yeah. a fly, uh, like a flying turkey. You know, yeah. they're big. But no, man, it's uh, it's definitely something you got to put on your list to try. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I saw they opened them up in Alberta or something that they yeah, now people can start right. hunting them. Yeah. yeah. I believe that's uh, believe that is correct, and you know, a few hours south of us, they'll keep they'll hang on to cranes all all season. Yeah, uh, we typically have them like we'll have them a couple of weeks before our season opens. Okay, uh, and have an abundance of them. Uh, then we kind of start we kind of start switching gears around Thanksgiving. That doesn't mean that they're gone. Yeah, but uh, they're, they're starting to thin out, and the geese are starting to move in. Yeah. So our our typical crane windows like that basically the first part of November through Thanksgiving and then then we switch gears. Now, do you have people just come for crane hunts ever? Absolutely, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean I'm I'm completely booked on uh, completely booked on cranes and and honestly, man. I mean I think uh, if if we had the consistency of them, I think I could probably book an entire season of crane hunts. People. Yeah. People want to hunt them. Yeah. Uh, and like, they, and they're they're outfitters south of us. That that's all they do is cranes, and not not too far south of us. Uh, and then, uh, gosh, I think it's Oklahoma. Even there's a an outfitter up there that that stays on them the whole time. But in our in our area, yeah, uh, we just it, it's pretty much like clockwork. By Thanksgiving, you better start you better start getting people in here to hunt ducks and geese. Because cranes are going to start thinning out on you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just I hear you on that. Yeah, that'd be 
That'd be pretty cool to be able to shoot one of those because in Minnesota we have them. We have quite a bit of them early season, but you can't hunt them. You can only yeah. You can only hunt them in the northwest part of the state, and you can shoot one the entire year. Gotcha. Do you, do you have to do like tags on them, or how does it uh, how does it work there? I think some places you can draw like draw a tag if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So you do like you put like a. I think you can just buy a tag over the counter for them. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I think maybe it's a lot. I think it's an over the counter though. Um, gotcha, gotcha. But literally, it's just like a small part of the northwest corner of our state that you can go shoot one of them. But, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like we we should at least be able to shoot one of them where we're at. Because, I mean, I see quite a few sandhill cranes in yeah. September. And then they push really? out. Really? Wow, okay. But, I mean, yeah, like, you'll when we're scouting for early season geese, like, you'll see, you'll see quite a few sandhills. Yeah. Well, that makes sense, man. They're pushing, pushing on down because, like I said, man, October, like the middle, middle of October, we start, uh, we start seeing them, and you know, we can't, can't do anything with them until the really like the first, first of November is kind of yeah. when, uh, when things kick off. But they're here earlier than that, that's for sure. Yeah. Now, do you guys have like an early teal season or anything down there? We do. Um, I. I also I took that off of uh, off of our package thing, and reason being, if we get rainfall, we've got some of the best teal hunts ever. Yeah, uh, incredible teal hunts, but it's so sporadic. We don't know year to year if we're going to have water. If we're not going to have water, if we're going to get rainfall in October, we don't know. So uh, I honestly I got tired of booking teal hunts and then having to call these guys back. They're like, hey got no water so i'm gonna trade you from a 200 dollars teal hunt to a big duck hunt and you know you're not i'm losing money you know and it just didn't uh didn't make didn't make sense so uh typically during teal season we'll we'll go do some buddy hunts may uh may take some local guys or something like that but uh when they're here man it's it's incredible i love i love teal hunting but, yeah, uh, it's just it all depends on depends on when we start getting our rain. Oh yeah, good time to work the dogs too. Get them ready. Oh yeah, yep, yep. Get them uh, get them tuned up, and then that's kind of that's another reason I like to go travel in September. Just take those dogs, and uh, so that so that they've kind of been conditioned a little bit before you've got clients on their first time. You know. Yeah, yeah. Is there but, a uh, Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say that's that's another great thing about having uh, Jake on. You know, dog trainer. Yeah, he's always got live birds, uh, and we can keep we all keep our dogs in in tune. He well, I don't keep them in tune. He keeps them in tune. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Oh, I hear you on that. Is there uh, is there any species that you dream of hunting? Uh, man, I want to go. I want to go for. That's, that's something I'd really like to do. I want to kill a swamp. Lost you there. What'd you say on I, that? Oh, sorry. Give me one second. I'm, I was driving down through a little valley. You got me now? Yeah, I got you now. Okay. No, I said I really. I'd like to go. Uh, I'd like to go brand hunting. Yeah. Uh, that's that's something that I'd like to try. I want to want to kill a swan. Um, 
I'm hoping to check that one off my list this year, hopefully. Nice. Uh, man, honestly, to me, I, I like to just go and go and hunt. Yeah. Uh, I like I like going and chasing resident geese, other places where they band them. We, yeah. We kill an ass ton of birds, but it's it's very very slim pickings in the band department here so yeah that's another that's another good perk of going in september you know go <laughs> go chase some of these golf golf course birds with other guys yeah but uh no man i, I really would that's that's kind of the two two right now that are on my uh, on my list yeah fair enough that'd be uh that'd be pretty sweet to go shoot some brand that'd be quite yeah, the experience yeah, yeah gotta yeah the hard part is finding the time excuse me finding the time to sneak away <clears throat> I swear i don't have the corona i just got choked up but <laughs> uh but no just trying to find the trying to find the time once because once we get started man, it's just it's balls to the walls the entire yeah. season so right now it's kind of it, it's tough like personally i i've never i've never done a true stand in the woods timber hunt okay. uh, and we've got some of the from what i understand some of the top timber holes in the state of arkansas and yeah. so that's something that i really want to try to sneak away and go uh go get in on myself this year yeah uh, it's just gonna kind of depend on how the season's rolling and uh if i can if i can break away but yeah uh, i'm more more about just going to different uh different places yeah <clears throat> and i think i think it makes you a a better rounded hunter as a whole you know go go learn how other guys do it and bring bring something back with you you know yeah. can't have enough tricks in your mojo bag yep <clears throat> oh 100 it's just cool hunting different areas and seeing different landscapes and all that kind of stuff sure yeah uh, and you know with our with our crew all of us kind of have a different uh a different waterfowl upbringing you yeah. know we've got we've got the guys that grew up kicking water in the trees we've got colts up in ohio we got you know just every one of us has kind of got a little bit of a different uh different background so when you get all of us in the in the same field or you know we all know what the end game is but it's nice to have somebody else to bounce stuff off of sometimes less is more sometimes you got a hammer off you know it's just uh but having uh having guys that you can bounce ideas off of is uh I think that's another huge part of our success. Oh yeah, yeah. I I love hunting, love hunting, and then love hunting different areas and hunting with different hunting with different people that have different upbringings, like you said, because they just yeah. you just get to know a few different things and learn a few different things. That's why I, I kind of started this up just because I like hearing different stories and like yeah. listening to different people how they hunt and what it takes sure. and all that kind of stuff everybody's got to everybody's got their bag of tricks man and the, the ones that stay successful are the ones that continue to learn and grow and yeah. not uh not ever let their ego take over man i i all the all the younger guys that are getting into it and you know and a lot of the older guys that, that's something that uh man we all need to stay humble stay humble stay humble it's just you see so many egos and, and facebook warriors and just shit talking <laughs> and bar ditch brawls and, yeah you know man dude i i was the for a long time you know there was there wasn't anybody down here yeah uh, 
it was just it was just us and mm -hmm. slowly but surely you know you start seeing more and more people and uh, it's I promise you it's not easy for them to get on property here I, yeah. and, you know we, we've got we've got a lot of a lot of stuff taken care of and a lot of connections a lot of those guys kind of weed themselves in and out yeah but man the the egos tear people down faster than anything else just thinking that they know it all acting mm -hmm. like they know it all uh and and you see it man from it doesn't matter the age group it's just just stay off stay off of facebook and, and <laughs> don't make an ass out of yourself your clients see that stay classy be, yeah be yourself have fun go hunt because you love it uh if you're chasing if you're chasing hundred dollar bills you're you're gonna be miserable man you, yeah it doesn't it doesn't take long to listen to guys and outfitters talk and see which ones really enjoy what they're doing and the ones that are miserable uh the the line of miserable bastards is is incredibly long <laughs> you know what i oh, mean it's yeah. just just golly it's like dude i i can't imagine going hunting with you because you just you're you're bitter yeah like, <laughs> What kind of client? What What do your clients think of that? You know, I'm on vacation, I want to listen to you bitch the whole time. No. Yeah. Just, but man, just uh, I don't know where I was going with that, but oh, hopefully, I... hopefully somebody takes something out of that. Just <laughs> stay humble, man. Help people out. Yeah. Yeah, we had uh, we were hunting up in North Dakota like two years ago or whatever. My buddy's dad's buddy, like we were hunting a pretty good feed of snows, and mm -hmm. he'd call the shot like. 70 yards out when they're like fully cupped in we're like hey yeah let them come in a little bit he's like we can just pack up and leave if you want to and i'm like that's not what we said <laughs> right never mind oh easy does it yeah <laughs> i guess we'll do this and whatever but like they want to come in like just let them come in he's like we yeah. just pack it up and go like i can take right. all my decoys and i'm like well that's <laughs> not what i was getting at but okay Golly. yeah <laughs> Like, oh man, we've all we've all had that experience, and you know, man, as the season goes by, tensions get high. Uh, gosh, everybody, everybody's going on, you know, three hours sleep or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's just, <laughs> you're gonna, everybody's gonna be pissed off. But yeah, uh, you just you gotta remember that everybody that everybody that comes and haunts with you, when they step when they step out of their truck or whatever they're in, they're on vacation. They're here for yeah. a good time, and. Yeah. Uh, and man, it's it's hard. It, it, the more successful you get, the more, it, it, to me anyway, the more successful we get, the more birds we shoot, uh, the harder it is to keep ourselves in check. Because every day we know we know what we expect. Our expectations are what you see in the videos, what you see in pictures, and and that's what we strive to do every day of the week. Yeah. And more times than not, you know, I, I I'm not. I'm not one of those guys that just posts the good stuff. Like, uh -huh. uh, there, there, there are bad days. They're, they're few and far between. Luckily, you know, yeah. some years are better than others. But, uh, you know, what I was getting at is we've got these expectations of just an incredible barn burner every day. That's what we want. That's how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be textbook. And if it's not, you know, we're, we're scratching our head, you know? Yeah. And, that's that's all of our mentalities and then i'm the guy on the end worried about i got to get through this hunt and then we got to figure out where are we going tomorrow you know there it's just your wheels are always turning but you got to remember that those guys that are with you it may be it may be little johnny's first goose hunt yeah. it may be his granddad's first goose hunt they may be from 
you know, up north where they're used to volleys of 10 birds and they just had 500 come in light. It's everybody's got a different, uh, everybody out there is different, you know, and yeah. uh, just because it's not a, a fantastic day to you or to us, uh, somebody in that line's having the time of their life. And, and it wasn't that long ago that we were, we, we can all remember when we were there, yeah. you know, when we started, it, it all it takes is one volley yep. to, to completely change your life. And uh, man, it's, it's such a blessing to be the guy that can, they can make that happen for people and just, to watch watch that fire get lit and then these kids go home and send me pictures of them with duck calls and, yeah. and you know it's just that makes it all worth it man it, it really it really does yeah oh 100 percent. i i remember when i was like uh 12 and i had i had an older buddy that would take me out hunting kind of like my mentor and uh yeah. he took me out it was like the first goose and i went on we shot like two and we had like a group of five guys and he was madder than hell and i'm like i loved it man like i got to shoot at these two geese <laughs> like this is awesome and he's like dude this is not like what we should have done but it's how it goes sometimes and i'm like yeah everybody has yeah. like their own like it might be not great for you but for that like kid or whatever it is like it's yeah. awesome like it it starts a fire in them yeah, oh man, and there's something that goes to goes with all of the all of those ass kickings. You know, you gotta yeah. earn your stripes. Uh, yeah, and it's like taking a kid out, and you know, his first deer's a uh, uh, Boone and Crockett deer. You know, he's ruined for life, right? Yeah, it's the same the same thing, man. We had a we had a <laughs> one of my best duck hunt stories, and then I'll then I'll leave you alone. But one of my best duck hunting stories. It's been a couple of years ago. We had. The weather sucked. We had option A, B, C, and D. We were wanting to go on a, on a goose hunt because we had, I think it was 17 people. It was a big group, so we wanted to go on a goose hunt. Yeah. And um, weather was all over the place. Just a big drop in, in temperature. Froze everything over, so we decided, okay, man, we're going to go with, we're going to go goose hunting. So we show up that morning to meet everybody, and the three, the three of us guys were like, Ah, dude, we're, it's, we, we all felt the same way. Like, we were fixing to go freeze our nuts off and get our ass handed to us. <laughs> and we've got a big group of people. So, yeah. We A, B, C, and D, and we checked all of them off. And we went to a little bitty, I mean, a tiny duck hole that we had. And we're like, you know what? If we're going to get our ass kicked, we might as well go throw out a dozen decoys and get our ass quick quickly and then go back and get some coffee and call it a day yeah and, and that was kind of you know it, it sounds bad but that was kind of where we were at so yeah. we we take these guys to this little duck hole and as soon as we pulled in there you know birds had obviously been on there but the whole thing was was frozen over naturally yeah we broke a little hole and and this thing i mean you can shoot across it in any direction <laughs> we had 17 guys. This is before we were capable of running, you know, these big groups. We had A-frames, but uh, we didn't have enough to hide that many people. So we just pretty much acted like we were teal hunting, put a, a one block or one panel basically in front of everybody down the line. So if you got behind us, 
I mean, you could see everything. We didn't have any cover behind us. It was just a just a, a wall in front of us yeah. and 17 guys. And you know, we're already we're already running a, a, a business. We're successful. Yeah. And you know, we're looking at it like we're all looking at each other like, oh my god, I'm doing this. And dude, it was you could not keep the ducks out of there. Just one of those days, the start yeah. of the line. And we had several people in this group that that was their first hunt ever, right? And oh my God. <laughs> it killed, killed the limit. Yeah. And uh, like, then these guys want to come back. They come back and, and they're still coming. So we haven't let them down. But the next year, they come back. They're like, hey, we want the same day next year. We want to go duck on my buddy. I promise you, I will probably never have that good of a duck hunt in my life ever you know that's just <laughs> it, it, but that it just goes to show like it yeah every, every day is a new day and uh man you can you can ruin somebody with with having a hunt of their oh life, yeah but um, <laughs> just good times good times oh absolutely well yeah i think i think we covered quite a bit today that was a lot of fun dude oh yeah man i well, thanks for thanks for having me. I uh, I appreciate it. Gave me something to do other than uh, just cruise. So yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, I probably got a lot to lot to trim down. I don't know how all these things work, but uh, <laughs> oh, don't you worry. And then, uh, is there anything else before we head off here that you wish I would have asked or kind of dug into a little bit? Uh, man, we we've covered a lot. I'm trying to. <laughs> trying to go back through my head right quick and, and make sure but uh, you know a question that I get a lot of times just how do you how, how do you get into it or yeah uh, and and truthfully I think it's every everybody's got a different uh, a different story everybody's got a different upbringing in a different area but if if I can do it a, a tattooed musician <laughs> with with minimal I mean to be honest, minimal waterfowl hunting experience over the years. You know, I'd done it. Yeah. But if I can, if I can do it just by dreaming something, just just by being a being a dreamer and having the balls to try and not being afraid to fail. Yeah. You can anybody can do it. And uh, so I think that's that's the one thing that I would that I'd like to just add is the these kids out there that that want to get into it. Uh, you just gotta. You're gonna hear no a lot, but don't take no for an answer. Keep going. Knock yeah. on the next door. Knock on the next door. Earn your stripes. Go get your ass kicked. Hunt public land. If you can kill birds on public land, you can kill them anywhere. Yeah. Uh, and and go and go and earn your stripes. Make a hand. Try to get hired, but you know don't get hired with an ego thinking that. Well, I've been I've been hunting my whole life, so I know I know how to call birds. I know how to kill birds. Get hired on and and be a scout. Yeah. Be, get hired on and go, you know, clean the lodge or uh, clean birds, you know, whatever. Get your foot in the door, make a hand, start at the bottom, earn your stripes, and and, and just you have to want it. You have to want it worse than the other guy. Yeah. Uh, but then it's a. I wouldn't trade it for the wouldn't trade it for the world. I love every minute of it. Uh, but. Uh, you just got to be willing to willing to work hard. There's nothing there's nothing easy about it, uh, but you just got to want it worse than the next guy because somebody's right there behind you that does. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. There's always somebody chasing right behind you. Yep. Absolutely right, man. 
Yeah. And then for people, if they want to get a hunt, a hold of you, just where can yeah, they the, do that? The easiest thing, the easiest thing is just go to CadillacReek.com. Uh, there's two tabs. You can email for Texas. You can email for uh, Arkansas. Um, that's the that's the easiest thing. Now this this particular season uh, in Texas, we are extremely extremely slim on dates. Uh, so if you're wanting something this year, uh, I would suggest trying to get on them pretty quick. Um, Arkansas, we're also getting we're getting slim. I'd say we're about three quarters of the way booked in Arkansas. Uh, but easiest way is just go to the website, email us, let us know what you're looking for. Uh, my number's on there as well as Bradley's uh, in Arkansas. So uh, either email us, call us. We uh, we don't ever get tired of talking about hunting, and uh, we'll answer we'll answer your questions and try to get you taken care of. Awesome, thank you, brother. I appreciate you bet, it, man. Thanks for thanks for having me, man. God bless, and uh, man, hope you uh, hope you can make it down here. We'd love to have you. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Come on. Yeah. The invitation's on the table, man. And don't forget, uh, send me your uh, your address, and I'll get you a hat sent away. Sweet. You're the man. You bet, yeah, man. We'll take care. Appreciate it. Yeah, you have a good one. You bet, man. All Bye-bye. right. See you, Toby. And that wraps things up for today for Living the Guide Life, episode 16 with Toby Brolin from Cadillac Creek. I hope you guys liked it. I know I had an absolute blast with them today. And enjoy. Stay safe.